God's original design and God's original mandate for us as kingdom men was to dominate in the earth as kings and priests. That doesn't just happen. In order for us to dominate this world in the earth with God's mindset, we must reset our minds to God's word and to the restoration process that occurs after we accept Jesus Christ. Stay tuned as I talk more about this. I'm Pastor Fred, and this is Winning in Life. Welcome to Winning in Life with Frederick Leon, a teaching ministry made possible by the friends and partners of Victorious Life Ministries. Our goal is to provide you with an understanding of God's grace and empower you to live life as a champion. So listen to this message and get ready to start winning in life. Well, hallelujah, and thank God for another beautiful day, another beautiful Monday, another beautiful day that God has made. I rejoice in this day. I rejoice in that day. You know, it ain't today. It's that day, that day that God made and said, rest in it, rejoice in it. I finished everything. You know, there's another day he's created for you and I, and it is the day after Jesus Christ died, resurrected and buried. You just got through celebrating that on Easter here, and I'm telling you, you got to understand, Easter is not about the eggs. It's about the cross. It's about what Jesus provided for you. It's about that grace. It's about that identity that God has given you. And it's not the identity to be saints. It's not the identity to be some religious jargon that we've been taught all year. It's the identity to be his representatives in the earth. Followers of Christ. Followers. There's a lot of people saying I'm a Christian and there's a lot of people saying they love God, but are you a follower? Are you practicing living like him? And I'm not saying that means you're perfect. Lord knows I'm not perfect. Lord knows you're not perfect either. As I said last week, every last one of us got issues. Everybody. Everybody and their mama got issues. Yeah, your mama got issues too. I know you don't want me to talk about your mama. Don't you talk about my mama, Pastor Fred. Well, I'm talking about it because she got issues. Your daddy got issues. Your big mama got issues. I got issues. We all got issues. If we living down here in this earth and we ain't graduated to the kingdom of heaven waiting on Jesus' return, we all got some issues right now and God's got to work them out. (laughs) Smile. It's Monday. It's a blessed day. Hallelujah. But you stand in the kingdom of God and you can rest in that day that God has made for you. Not today, that day, the day where God has settled everything in heaven. It is a new day. You can rest in that day. It's the day of promise. It's the day of blessings. It's the day of his glory. It's the day that God has made where he says, you don't have to work for anything anymore. I settled it. I settled it in Christ. I settled it in the beginnings of this of uh, the foundations of the earth and we've got to stand in there now we got to get into the word because i got so much i mean I, I probably got weeks of this stuff but we're gonna get into it we was talking last week about restoration uh to the process rest of the restoration process as kings being restored through the process that God has for us. You see, it's restoration as a process. Now I want to clarify something because there's a part of my, my, on my tape, on my radio broadcast that I said that restoration hasn't been fulfilled yet. And that's, that's not the correct terminology that I should have used. Restoration was fulfilled in Jesus Christ. 
but it's a process in you and I manifesting out his fulfillment. You understand? Jesus done everything that needs to be done to, to bring restoration to us. Now we've got to walk in the restoration. And in order for us to walk in that restoration, we must renew our minds to what Jesus provided for us and what Jesus has done for us through the cross. Now that's what Easter is about. That's what you celebrated. Jesus restored us back to our uh, ability to walk as kings. I mean, you have the ability to live like Christ lived on the earth when he came down here as the son of man. You have the ability to perform just like him, the same kind of works as Jesus performed. As a matter of fact, he said, greater works than these you'll do because I go to the Father. He's not talking about doing anything greater than he did, but as a body of Christ, together as a bunch of God's representatives, as kings and priests, we can fulfill the kingdom mandate as Jesus came to do to fulfill his kingdom mandate. We have a mandate. And we're sitting around here trying to do everything on our own, go to work, make means meet on our own without talking to God, consulting him for how the process that he has for us. So there's a process of renewing our minds. And I said last week, anytime you see the word ING, you know, the ending of that, right? You see the ending ING added to a word, renew is the word, but now you add ING to it. Now I'm teaching English. <laughs> I'm, I'm teaching a lesson on, uh, on terminology. Well, uh, well, anytime you add that, right, that means it's going to continue. Huh? I'm continuing in something. Huh? The blessing is not just for you to be blessed one day. The blessing means it continues. I-N-G is continuous. Huh? Prospering. You're not prospering one day. You're prospering on prospering. It's a continuous process. He brought you healing. Healing is a continuous process. God says you are totally healed. You are divinely healed, right? You are walking in healing. It continues. You have to practice it too, right? Don't just Take your healing one day. No, know that healing is provided for you. You are Psalms 91 equipped. You have the blessing on your life. Life and death is, is I mean, you have the, the ability to speak life out of your mouth. Life and death is in your mouth because you are a king. You can decree things in this earth. But instead of decreeing what sin has brought you, decree what Jesus Christ has brought us through the life in Christ Jesus that he has afforded unto us because he went to that cross. Glory to God. He went to the cross. And because he did that, I now can walk in his mind. He lives in me. And because he lives in me, I have victory over every circumstance when I walk in his mindset, when I walk in the spirit, when I live by the dictates of God's word and not the dictates of my flesh. I have to understand my identity in him. So we've been talking about restoration. 
But before restoration can come, you have to understand that you've been redeemed. And so we talked about being redeemed. Then you have to talk about being reconciled, right? Because before you can be restored, you have to be reconciled. Reconciled, redemption is to have a price. Jesus was the price. We talked about that. Now reconcile is is bring back into harmony, friendship. You were against God, and that's where we left off last week. You were against God because you were in sin. But God, even while you were in sin, rescued you. And so we pick up with Colossians chapter one, and we'll pick up there now where he's talking about that over in verse chapter, uh, Colossians chapter one and verse 20. We'll read that in, in the Amplified Bible. And it says, and God purposed that through by the service, the intervention of him, Jesus Christ, the son, all things should be completely, completely All things should be completely reconciled back to himself, back to the father, huh? Back to himself, whether on earth or in heaven, as through him, the father made peace by means of the blood of his cross. So see, you can't, you cannot look at, you can't. What's the best way to say that? It's, it's not going to sound grammatically correct, but you, you, there's no way to not look at the cross. You can't, cannot look at the cross. <laughs> Don't be talking to me and telling me I can't talk on the radio. <laughs> you can't not look at the cross. You have to look at the cross. If you're not looking at the cross, that's why you're in the chaos you're probably in. We must get back to what the cross has afforded us and quit trying to do stuff on our own. You can't live saved by yourself. You couldn't even get saved by yourself. The Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 2, thank God that it was of grace's doing, not of your own. It's the gift of God. A gift is something you open up and receive. You receive it and you open it up. You know, we like to do that on Christmas. We love to do that on our birthday. We open up the gift and we receive it. Some of us do. Some of us be like, that's what you got me. I don't want that. You can have that back, friend. (laughs) I'm being messy. Let me stop. I, I, I feel good this morning with you guys because I know this is a message that God's told me I got to teach. And so I'm teaching it. You got reconciled. And so he reconciled you back. Reconciled means to be brought back into harmony. You got reconciled and back to him through the blood, but you know, of Jesus Christ through, uh, through the cross, right? And made peace by means of the blood of his cross. Verse 22. 21, and although you were at one time, you were estranged, estranged means, you know, like when a husband and wife divorce, they call them estranged. You're divorced. You weren't together. You were separated. You were estranged. You were separated from each other, huh? And alienated from him and were of hostile attitude of, of, of mind in your wicked activities, right? Because you, you were living in, you were living in sin. You were, you were walking in sin. Sin, death was the, 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 the decree that was on your life until life came through Jesus Christ. You, yet now has Christ the Messiah reconciled you, reconciled you to God in the body of his flesh through death in order, listen to this, he reconciled you, brought you into harmony through his death, not through your works, not through your good deeds, not through your bad deeds, but through death of his body, right? 
of his flesh through death in order to present you holy, faultless, and irreproachable in his father's presence. And this he will do, listen to this, this will maintain and this will continue to stay this way as you stay with and in the faith of Christ, well grounded and settled, steadfast, and you're not shifting or moving away from this hope which rests on and is inspired by the gospel, the good news, the glad tidings, which you heard and which has been preached has been designed for and offered without restrictions to every, everybody. Because everybody got issues, God said. Here we go again. To every person under heaven and of which gospel I, Paul, became a minister. And to which gospel I, Fred, am a minister of. Listen to me. Every person has issues and God sent Jesus Christ so that he didn't have to look at those issues. He sees you faultless. He sees you blameless. He sees you irreproachable. Why? Because you accepted Jesus Christ. And as long as this, as the Bible says right here, and as long as you stay in faith, the faith of Jesus Christ, as long as you believe in Christ, and as long as you trust, oh, glory to God, as long as you trust in Christ, as long as you put your faith in him and not into your rusty dusty, <laughs> as long as you trust him, this is going to work how long? As long as your faith is in Christ. Don't let nobody talk you into somebody else. Don't let nobody talk you into fault. Um, you, th- this is only covered while you following Christ. You get out of Christ, you start talking about he ain't he ain't the king, and, and you don't believe in him. Well, then th- th- you serve with this, huh? That's why this doesn't belong to folks who haven't accepted Jesus Christ. But all we got to do is get them over there to the the the, body, the the mindset of accepting Christ and let grace do his work in them. That's why you got to quit judging people because they don't look like you do. And they ain't perfect like you are, even though you ain't perfect and you got them bones in the back of your closet, too. You got some stuff you don't want nobody to know about you. Heck, we all do. But thanks be to God who caused me to try them. I, I don't care about you knowing about my stuff now. You know why? I know it ain't about that stuff that I used to do. It's about who he made me to be now. Well, you know, I remember you when you used to do this. So I remember when you used to do a lot of stuff. <laughs> but he doesn't. He doesn't. I know we keep a memory, but God doesn't. Not while you're serving Christ. He drops it. So you got to see the see yourself the way he sees you, you know. Like I said, somebody was saying, well, you keep calling us kings and you keep saying we're kings and priests and you keep saying we have a kingly image. Where are you getting that from? I mean, man, you're making this stuff up. I mean, man, no, I didn't get it from cemetery. I mean, seminary school. I got it from the word of God. I mean, you can go there for yourself. You can look for yourself. I mean, it's in there. Revelation chapter one. I tell you where I picked it up from. He's telling, he's given John an image. He's shown John a, 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 a foreshadow of, of who we are. And so over in Revelations chapter one, the very first uh, verses, uh, we'll start with verse three. It says, blessed, happy to be envied, envied is the man who reads aloud in the assemblies, the word of this prophecy and blessed, happy to be envied are those who hear it read who hear it read and who keep themselves true to the things which are written in it. 
heeding them, laying them to heart. He wants you to lay this word to heart. John, to the seven assembly churches that are in Asia, may grace, God's unmerited favor, be granted to you and spiritual peace, huh? the peace of Christ's kingdom, the peace of Christ. Oh, Christ don't have no kingdom. Yes, he did. You supposed to, you, and if you say you live in that kingdom, see, you trying to talk about, well, why are you preaching about kingdom and kings and identity? Cause that's what Jesus came and preached from him who is and who was and who is to come. And from the seven spirits, the sevenfold Holy Spirit before his throne, his throne. Well, why is he talking about thrones? See, we don't want to see that. Jesus come back. He's come back to the earth one day and he's going to set his throne up on the earth. And you're going to see his kingdom, if you say his kingdom manifested on this earth again. When it's manifested every time we do his word on the earth. Every time we speak his word and every time we decree his word, we're operating in the confines and according to the principles of his kingdom. The kingdom of God. (laughs) Glory to God. Do you get this? I mean, I want you to see how God sees you. You got to know this. Or you're not going to operate the way you're so designed to operate. I mean, man, if I take a computer that's supposed to have a Microsoft image, but it's trying to function like a Mac, it's not operating according to its design. A Microsoft Windows PC doesn't operate like a Mac does. There's specialized software on a Mac and there's specialized software that's on a Microsoft PC that will not work the same way a Macintosh works. The hardware, the way it's built is different. I can tell you that because I work in design engineering for PCs on the cybersecurity side. It does not operate the same way. When I am trying to attack that computer from a hacking standpoint, when we do cybersecurity courses to try to see can we get into a PC, I must know how that PC is designed. And if it's designed like a Macintosh with Apple's operating system, I cannot hack it the same way I can a Microsoft PC. I can't. They're designed differently. Therefore, when I attack it, I have to attack it with the way is the operating system because it's built because that's the mindset of the PC. Satan knows what mindset you're operating in. And when you start grasping the identity that God has for you, you develop a new mindset. And that new mindset leads to a different way of operating. It leads to different behaviors. It leads to different things that you're producing because your fruit is now different because your mind is different because the what the words that you're receiving to operate from they operate at a different level they operate from another level they operate from another dominion they operate from the kingdom of heaven and so he has to attack you differently because your mindset is not the same as the other mindset of people in this world but if you got the mindset the operating system of this world you his way of coming at you is going to be easy It's easy for him to hack you. It's easy for him to torment you. It's easy for him to download stuff in you that that ain't from God because you're not fulfilling God's covenant mandate or dominion mandate by operating according to God's word. 
And the word will filter out the stuff Satan's trying to bring into you. The word will protect you and keep you from some of the things and the attacks that Satan's trying to bring into your life. You'll have the right things to say when Satan comes to try to give you an image that's not from God. Nope, that's not for me, Satan. Nope, I can't cheat on my wife. You know why? I got another image. I got another design. I'm from the kingdom of God. I represent him. If people see me doing that, they won't think of me as representing the kingdom. See, you got another way of operating, another mindset. Nope. I know what the doctor said about my body. I am restored and I am healed right now. Jesus did that in the moment he did it. And the moment I received him, I received restoration. I received my healing and I walk in it. Yeah, you might have some symptoms. Yeah, you might have some pain. You keep practicing the word and you keep speaking the word. Glory to God. I, man, I'm about to get caught on fire. Y'all gonna have to help me here today. Pray with me. <laughs> I'm telling you, you keep speaking the word and you keep saying what God says. And I'm telling you, the doctors gonna come back out there. They're gonna pull another report. They're gonna look at the report. Listen, don't look at what happened to somebody else and don't look at what's gone on in past days and don't look at somebody else that you thought that it, it, you know, from a face standpoint, who, that that might didn't make it. That's not where you stand. You stand in who you are right now. Uh, uh, you know, and if and if why you standing there, then the greater glory is that God takes you home. At least you stood on the word of God, and you stood on the principles of God. And people gonna see that faith, and people gonna live by that faith, just like they live by Abraham's faith. Because he believed when people told him you shouldn't believe. He believed when his body said his that he couldn't produce a baby. He believed what God's word said. And that's the design that you and I operate. We believe in what God's word says. Man, let me go in here. Let me finish this on, on, on reconciliation. And verse 6, because we're talking about he made us as kings. He formed us into a kingdom. A royal race, we're still in, in Revelation 1, verse 6. I got to get back to the word. He formed us into a kingdom, a royal race, priest, to his God and Father. To him be glory and power, majesty, and the dominion throughout the ages and forever and ever. Amen. So be it. Now, he's going to talk about how he's coming, right? And so that's another time and another day. We're talking about being restored and walking in the restoration process to be restored as kings in the earth. And when our mouths are fixed to say what God says, we'll start to see things manifesting that dominion mandate and the kingdom mandate that God told us we're supposed to be releasing on the earth. See, when you're talking like God and speaking like God, you're moving like the creator when he created all things before the foundations of the earth, the earth the whole earth is waiting, Romans chapter 8, for the manifestation of the kings, the sons, the sons of God, the kings of God. You, I'm interchanging those words, but you see, Jesus was the son of man. You are a son of God. You are sons of God. You're not the son, but you are a son. There's a difference. You're not the king, but you are a king. Oh, glory to God, man, man, I, I decree that you're going to get this word. I decree that this is breaking through in your ears and I decree that this word is entering into your hearts. 
Man, and I just thought about it. I just jumped right in, didn't, didn't even pray over it. But Father, I, I thank you that these people received your word. This is not returning to the void. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I bind every demonic influence trying to stop people from receiving the true identity that you have for us as your children in this earth. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Say, I receive it. Say, I'm a king. Say, I've been born to dominate in this earth. Listen, we got to understand, we got to get back to our identity. That's what's wrong with the United States of America. We lost our identity. We're trying to accept what everybody else brings to us. We're trying to compromise with everybody. Quit. It's no time to compromise. It's time for us to find out who we are and who we were made to be. We were a country founded on Christian principles. Yeah, they didn't have it perfect. We don't have it perfect now. But they were founded on God. When we, if we'll get back to who we were, who, who our identity is in, God, Christ, we'll see things starting to pan out and work better for us as a country. But we're going against everything God, the, the founders of the, 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 the four founders of, the, of this country designed and, and, and was, and was looking for us to be because, the, you know, to an extent they were hearing from God. They weren't hearing in everything. They, they missed the mark in some areas because we all missed the mark. But the one thing they had was that we represented and we were, uh, we were, we had a mission from God and that this country would be a country that would s- celebrate God and would be led by God. And so we missed it because we went away from some of those things, but we've got to return to the kingdom identity that God has given us individually first and collectively collectively as a body as a church we are the church right now individually and then there's the church collectively but let's don't let's not get it twisted we got to see ourselves first in the identity that God has for us Every last one of us, when we walk in the identity of God's word, when we seek God's word, when we do what Joshua 1 was talking about, meditate the word, we're going to see success. We're going to see the blessing. We're going to see God's promises manifesting in our, you're going to, listen, I said, you're going to see God's promise manifesting in your life. The promises of God are yes and amen. When I walk according to his word. When I'm not walking in it, when I'm not trying to practice or live by, no, you're not going to see some of the promises. Because the promises of God, they come by living the, his way, uh, living according to the kingdom. There are some blessings that's on your life, even when you don't do stuff the right way. Because you are a child of God. Yeah, I know, man. Pastor, I don't know if I believe everything. Well, you go read it. I'm not telling you to believe me because I'm talking. That's why I'm speaking the word. That's why I'm reading the word to you. Huh? Second Corinthians 5, 17 says, you're a new creature in Christ. You've been reconciled to God. Old things have passed away. There's a new, there's a new spirit man operating in you, but your mindset still got some, and some of that fleshly drama hanging over in it. You know, the, 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 dictates of the flesh and the dictates of that old man that sin nature some of that the remnants of that is still remaining in your mindset and until you change the mindset and until you change your environment you're going to continue to deal with some of the things you're dealing with because you haven't changed your mindset and you haven't changed the environment 
See, your environment is part of your culture. Get rid of some of the places you're hanging out. Get rid of some of the people you're hanging out with. Oh, glory to God. Uh, yeah, you can't hang with everybody and try to be like God and live like God. I'm sorry. There's a culture in the kingdom. Like there's a culture when I go to Mexico. There's a different culture down there. It ain't the same as the culture in the United States. There's a different culture in Texas than there is when you go to New York. You want to go, go there for yourself and see. New Yorkers are totally different. <laughs> I love them, but they are totally different. It's faster. There's things slow down in the South a little bit. We get our little country grandma going on, you know, y'all. And it's different down here. It's not... You were there, and you all, and, you know, I'm from New York. We talk different. There's a different culture down here. There's a different culture in the U.S. versus the culture in Spain and the culture in Africa, you know? So when you enter into the kingdom of God versus living in the, the in Satan's dominion, there's a different culture over in the kingdom. You think different. You act different. Your environment's different. You don't hang with everybody because everybody can't understand who you're following. You're walking under God. You're walking in the spirit. Glory to God. Yeah. Galatians 4, 1 and 9. Let's go to chapter Galatians 4. And we're still talking about being reconciled. So we'll go there and I'll finish up on reconciliation. And we'll move to where we really got to get to before we can see restoration. And that is we've got to renew ourselves. But Galatians chapter 4 uh, and we'll... I got another scripture I'll go to right behind that. I, I hope you're getting this. I really do. Glory to God. It's a blessing to me. I'm telling you, man, I know who I am and I got to, you know, I have to tell myself this stuff daily too, man. Fred, go back to that. Don't, you don't need to walk there. No, you need to walk here. You need to walk where God says walk. And that's not the right way to be walking. That's not the right place to, you know, you, you keep yourself. God keeps you. He presents you and keeps you faultless. Grace teaches you to stay away from stuff. Yeah, grace will teach you. Jesus is grace. He'll teach you. Galatians chapter 4, and we're going to go to verse 1. Now that I say, or and then I'm going to read from the Amplified. Now what I mean is that as long as the inheritor, let me go back. I think it's vital that I go back to chapter 3. And that's where he's talking about Christ being made a curse for us because he died on the cross. Uh, but he's talking about living under works and living under the spirit, right? For you are the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. How are you? Verse 25 in uh, uh, verse 26 in chapter three of Galatians says, for you are the children of God by faith, right? In Jesus Christ, you are sons of God. How are you a son? By faith in Jesus Christ. What was Colossians telling you to do in chapter one? As long as you got, you keep your faith in Jesus Christ, he's able to present you faultless, blameless, irreproachable. So you are children of God by faith in Jesus Christ. You're sons of God. For as many as were baptized into Christ, into a spiritual union and communion with Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah, you have put on, close yourselves with Christ. There is now, therefore, no distinction between Jews and Greeks. There is neither slave nor free. There is not male or female, see, there we are. We're the same. We're one. We're of one mind and one body. We're supposed to be, but you can't tell that in the church right now. 
For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ and are in him who is Abraham's seed, then you are also Abraham's seed because Christ was Abraham's seed by faith. Abraham was, it was accounted Abraham righteousness. Well, where does righteousness come from? Through Christ, the son of God. And you belong to Christ. If you are in him who is Abraham's seed, then you are Abraham's offspring and spiritual heirs according to the promise. You are now heirs according to the promise. Now we go to chapter four. Now what I mean is that as long as the inheritor is a child and under age, an heir is a child and under age, he doesn't look any different from a slave, although he is the master of all the estate. The difference between us right now is when we become saved, we don't look, we might, we might still have some of those dictates of the flesh, but we ain't controlled and mastered by them no more. We have a new mindset that we can go grasp. And that mindset is through the word of God. And when we start to grow up into the things of God, we don't look like the child when we first come into the kingdom of God. We're not controlled by them dictates anymore. You've got to understand that that warring is going on. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're mighty to God pulling down strongholds that you're going to battle from the enemy because he's going to try to end things into your mind he's going to try to do that so the bible says that we're different right that you don't look any different from a slave although he is the master of all the estate in in galatians chapter 4 verse 1 but he is under guardians and administrators or trustees until the date fixed by his father so we also when we were minors were kept like slaves under the rules of the hebrew ritual and subject to the elementary teachings of a system of external observations and regulations. But when the time, the proper time, had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born subject to the regulations of the law, to purchase your freedom, to ransom you, to redeem you from those who were subject to the works of the law, that we might be adopted and have sonship, kingship conferred upon us and be recognized. See, when you see the word sonship, you're a king. Jesus is a king. God is a king. <laughs> Your image is supposed to be like him. He gave you the image. Go look at the garden. The garden. Go look at Genesis. Not the garden. Go look at Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. Your image comes from him. You have an image. Your spiritual DNA is like your father. Your image. Walking and living like a king. Huh? Revelation chapter one. I just read that to you. Born of a woman, born subject to the regulations of law to purchase your freedom, to ransom you, redeem, pay the price, atone for those who were subject to the law that we might be adopted and have sonship conferred upon us. Conferred. That's a kingdom word. That's a kingly word. Conferred. Uh, when you graduate, you get your diploma, your degree conferred upon you. Huh? That belongs to you. It's a part of you. It's in your mind. They can't take what you learned. It's conferred upon you. This stuff becomes conferred upon you when you accept Jesus Christ. It's conferred. Satan can't take it away from you. God's pronounced it and he's conferred it upon you. The moment you say, God, I do. I will serve you. I trust you. I believe Jesus Christ is the son of God. I believe he died on that cross. It gets conferred upon you that you are now a son. And Satan can't take that from you. He's just going to try to introduce chaos and things into your mind that, that a son ain't supposed to be doing. He wants you to do stuff that a son ain't supposed to do. He wants you to say stuff that a son not supposed to be saying, that a king is not supposed to be decreeing. 
Glory to God. That's for somebody. And we recognize he's conferred upon us that we and be recognized as God's son. And because you really are his sons, verse six, and because you really, I'm going to say that loud. And because you really are God's sons, you are his son. You are his children. You are kings because you really are sons and you really are a king. God sent the Holy Spirit of his son. Into our hearts, crying, Daddy, Abba, Father. The Spirit of God is in you now. That's drawing you and now through you drawing others unto God himself. Reconciling the world to himself. That same Spirit in Christ is now in you. (laughs) The Holy Spirit from God the Father. And he will keep you faultless. He will keep you blameless. He will keep you irreproachable. Not you yourself. He will teach you all things. That's what he meant when he said he's going to teach you. He's going to show you. You step into that culture and you say, I'm here and I belong to you, Father. And you wake up in the morning and you say your confessions. You speak over your day and you decree like a king sitting on a throne that these are the things that's supposed to happen. Don't be talking about what the news is talking about. Don't say the same th- the same stuff the media said. Don't you start agreeing with stuff you're hearing on TV. No, you got to go to the word and you got to agree what the word says. And you got to confer on earth what God says he wants you to confer on earth. You got to decree what God wants you to decree. Why? You're like him. Yeah. You pray for your president. You pray for your senators. You pray for the folks in the White House. You pray in the folks for the folks on Capitol Hill. You got to pray for your governor. You got to pray for your man. I know you might not vote him in. You still got to pray for him. Why? So you can live a quiet and peaceable life. That's what the word said. Man, you know, I ain't here. I know y'all, 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 y'all you might be sitting here thinking, I don't know the word. That's the word. I'm not, listen, look, look for yourself. God says to pray for you, those that you're under leadership, that's, that you're, that's leaders over you. Pray for your leaders. He didn't say pray for them because you voted for them. No, he says pray for them so that you can live a quiet and peaceful life. You gotta bring the culture to, uh, to the culture that's in heaven. When you are in relationship with God, you are mandated to bring that culture to this earth. And this earth leaves a, man, we, we need a lot of God's culture. We need to change some stuff. We need to decree the right things. So you really are. And if you really are his sons, therefore, you are no longer a slave or bond servant, but you are a son. And if a son, then it follows that you are an heir by the aid of God. Who's going to aid you to be a son? God. Through Christ. God. Through Christ. He's going to aid you. That's him. That's him talking to you. That's him teaching you. That's him leading you. Are you wanting that leadership? Are you praying for that leadership? Yeah, you made some mistakes. You might have kicked it Saturday night. Yeah, you might be kicking it tonight. But when you get back up, look for God to lead you and say, God, you know what? I'm, 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 you know, messed up some stuff. You might do that. I ain't here to judge you. I'm here to love you and help you to see your identity because when we see who we are, we don't follow in the footsteps of who we used to be. And we start changing our behavior. There's some old taste that we still like. There's some stuff that we still got in our mouth that we like. Huh? 
when you go to a new diet and you start seeing that, hey, this thing here is better for my life, and you switch to some things and say, hey, this is going to be my lifestyle, that's some old taste that come up. You still want that cheesecake you, that you love. huh? You still want that Brahms uh, turtle sundae with the nuts on top and the whipped cream and the, and the hot fudge and the caramel mixed in together. I'm talking to somebody. I might be talking to myself. <laughs> you still want it. But you want a new lifestyle and you can't have that stuff every day. That's some days that's so, it's okay to have it. But you know, Paul says some things just not, it's lawful, but it's not expedient. So you, you push yourself back from those things. You push yourself back from some people. It might be okay to hang with them sometime, but you can't hang with them. You can't go clubbing with them and kicking it with them. You can't go to the strip clubs and to the weed house or wherever, whatever they call that. And, and everybody sitting up in there smoking. You gotta, you, cause you're going to keep wanting to have some of them tastes. You got in order to break that taste, you got to stay away from it and push it. You know, like I, that's what I did when I went to doing the, this little keto deal to try to lose some weight. I pushed some of that sugar back away from me. I pushed sodas off to the side and quit doing sodas. I pushed it away. Why? Because the more I taste it, the more I want it. The more I taste that Coke, the more I want more of that sugar that's in that Coke. Huh? It becomes counter counterproductive. It's not working for me. So I have to push some of them away. Yeah, I want that cheesecake. Yeah, I want that Brahms ice cream, but I got to push it away. And on certain days, I allow myself to have it, but I can't have it every day. Can't eat that Bluebell ice cream. Boy, that's some good ice cream, by the way. Boy, I ain't trying to do no commercial for Bluebell or Brahms, but God knows I have to push it away. That sugar, the more you eat that sugar, the sugar wants you. I ain't trying to give y'all no health trick. I'm just telling you, you know, it, I, I had to push it away. And it's the same way in the culture of God. It's the same way in the kingdom of God. There's some things you have to push away. Yeah. Satan will tell you you can have it. No, God, God will tell you, no, you can't have that. You don't want to do that. That's that that's not gonna produce good fruit. That's not gonna produce fruit that remains to your account. I hope I'm teaching somebody today. So you are an heir by the aid of God. That's what Galatians chapter four, verse seven says. You are an heir. So don't turn back in verse nine, don't turn back to the beggarly and worthless elements that you used to be. All of religions before Christ came, whose slaves you once were, once more want to become. I got to read that. Now, however that you have become acquainted with and understand, and you know the true God, and rather to be understood and known by God, how can you turn back again to the weak and beggarly and worthless elementary things? Now, look what he says, those worthless and elementary things. Of all religions before Christ came. The only thing God wants you to follow is the example of Christ. The only thing God wants you to look at is the example that Christ came to give you. Not some set religion, not some set denomination. Oh, man, I'm going to mess some people up. That's not what he wants you to follow. He wants you to follow the example of the kingdom of God set by Christ as the son of man on this earth. And we try to listen to everybody and do something everybody else is telling us to do. But we won't read for ourselves. We won't get to know God for ourselves. We got to listen to something. I want you to listen to this broadcast. I want you to listen to it over and over and over and over and over again. But when you listen to me, I want you to take your Bible and I want you to read your word. And I want you to talk to your God for yourself. 
because listening to me alone and listening to great preachers alone will not do the work in its entirety that God wants to do in your life. You have to have a relationship with God alone by yourself sometimes. It's good to hear the word through me. It's good to hear the word through other preachers on this radio network, on their own podcast. It's good to listen to my podcast, but get the word out. Follow along. When I finish, you take your notes, go back over your notes and let that stuff talk to you as you read the word. God's going to give you maybe a different revelation than the one I just gave you. Because you're creating a relationship with God through the word for yourself. Not a Sunday morning relationship, not a Wednesday night relationship. Hmm. But a daily relationship. Um, my time with God relationship. God wants to restore you to the relationship that Adam had with him before Adam sinned and sin became rampant in this world. Romans 5. It's Romans chapter 5. We'll go to that in the scripture. Hallelujah. Are you receiving this? Say, I am a son of God. I'm a child of God. I'm a king sent forth to decree God's mandates in this earth, sent forth to, to establish God's culture in this earth. Speak that to yourself. I am a part of God's kingdom. I am a kingdom representative. I am a king under the tutelage of Jesus Christ, and I will speak like him in this earth, and I will decree his words in this earth. He is my Lord. He is my lead. He is my confidant. He is my peace. He is my strong tower. He is my shepherd. He is my rock. He is my fortress. He is everything I need him to be. My wealth, my prosperity, my posterity. He is wisdom. He is life. He is abundance. The Zoe life. He is everything I need. So when I read his word, I'm becoming like he was in the earth. And he is now in the kingdom of God. I am like him. And I have the same authority. I have the same power that he has because he operates it through me. That's what he wants to do. Restoring. We've got to see ourselves restored. Restoration is a process. God's got to tear some things down on the inside of you to build you back up. That's why sometimes you go through the stuff you go through. So you can see you need God. They had to go through some stuff in the Old Testament because they, so God could prove to them they needed him. God wants you to see you need him. And when you see you need him, he wants you to come to him. Come unto me, all ye that are heaven laden, and I will give you what? Rest. You take my hand, my yoke is easy. When you take God's hand and let him, see, we've been teaching you how to look at sin and how to be, how to be judged by sin. When God says, I'm not judging you according to that. I'm judging you according to the fact of whether or not you got a relationship with Christ. If you can get a relationship with Christ, I'll take care of that aspect of you. That's that where the, that old man and that residue left over from the old man is there. Grace will start teaching you how to live outside of that. 
But we got so much religion teaching people to live according to, to still live according to the law. Because we've been guarding people and we've been, uh, been, what's the lack of a better word? We've been teaching people to monitor the sin in their life. And I'm not saying that you don't look at yourself and see when you mess up. But we've been trying to teach people to perform versus teaching people to rely on Christ to do the performing in them. That's good. We've been teaching people to do it for themselves. Well, you know, you got to do the Ten Commandments. You broke them. No, quit looking at that. Walk in the law of love, understanding that God loves you. You got a relationship with him. And so you can go to the father. I know this for myself. And I don't care if you write me, whoever you might be. I heard that in my spirit. And, you know, God's showing it to me. Before you even say it, you see, I'm living in the time space with God that somebody's not going to like what I'm saying. And you and, and, and when I'm saying this right now, this haven't even occurred for you. Some leader, some preacher, but I can't. I'm not moved by a preacher. I'm moved by the word, the spirit of God to say what I'm saying. And I'm telling you this, don't judge yourself based on the, the stuff you're doing from the old man. When you've accepted Jesus Christ, take that stuff to God and say, Father, I don't know why I'm still having some of the same mindset. He's going to teach you. He's going to show you. So you got this mindset because some of the stuff you're hanging around, some of the stuff you're watching, some of the stuff you listen to, you got to tear that out. You got to put my word in. Huh? Put some praise on. God's going to show you. And then all of a sudden, them tastes that you had, you're not going to have no more. Why? God's showing you that the restoration process, he, he, that he can handle it for you. He can restore you back to all things in him through Christ, who lives in you, the hope of glory. Christ, the hope of glory. That's where your hope relies. If we could do this by ourselves, there would have never been a need for Jesus Christ to go to that cross. But he had to go. And his blood was shed for you and I so that we could be made whole through him. And if you're whole, you know, you're not whole because you mess up. And then you, you, then you go crying and sobbing so that God can now forgive. You know, he's already decided to forgive you through Jesus Christ's blood, through the resurrection, through the cross. So you, the cross has to be what we're looking at. That's why I look at communion the way I look at communion now, because it reminds me who I am because of the blood of Jesus Christ shed for me. I've been redeemed and I am restored. I am reconciled back into harmony and love with my father. You are reconciled back. So don't beat yourself up, baby. Don't beat yourself up because you got some stuff that you, you still got some bad habits. You might have an addiction, but you should keep coming to God, your father, he's going to show you how to break that. We want to teach process and we want to teach 12 steps, but I want to teach you your identity and I want to teach you the grace of God and I want to teach you the power of God's through the blood of Jesus Christ, the power of the blood of Jesus. It makes you whole. I want a healing line when I come there and just lay my hands on people, telling them who they are through the blood of Jesus Christ and 
tear down some stuff that sin has been trying to do in your life. I'll just take the time to do it right now. You are as good as you're ever going to be. You are as blessed as you're ever going to be, but you got to choose to walk in it. You got to choose to receive it and you got to choose to accept it. God, right now, I have the blood of Jesus Christ working on the throne for me and I am redeemed and I am reconciled. I am renewing my mind. I have been restored to your image. Holy God, you are now restored to God's image. Jesus fulfilled that. Now you got to walk the process out. And it's daily. The process is daily. Just because it's working good today doesn't mean you won't have something that's a bumpy road tomorrow. But the same thing that you do today to get out of whatever mess you're in, you keep doing it. And if tomorrow looks good, you keep doing it. And if the next day looks good, you keep doing it. Don't rest and get comfortable because, you know, I, well, I did it and God got me out of that hole. And, and then you, you go back to the old Beckley elements that you used to be in, the old way of operating, the old religious practices. Well, I can go kicking it and I can go have my, my liquor and I can go do all these other things that I, I want to do. And then you go back to God when you're in trouble. No, keep practicing it. Don't fall in that foothold that Satan's trying to put you in to make you think, well, you don't need God. No, you need God on your good days. You need God on your greatest days. You need God on your sad days. And you need God on your bad days. What am I trying to say? You need God every day. When you wake up, you look for him, the author and finisher of your faith. That's what you look at. Romans chapter 5, I said I was going to get to it and hadn't got to it yet. Romans chapter 5, still talking reconciliation. Romans chapter 5, and we'll read from verse 1. Therefore, since we are justified, acquitted, declared righteous, and given a right standing with God through faith, let us grasp the fact that we have the peace of reconciliation to hold and to enjoy peace with God. Why? Because Jesus reconciled us to him. You can have peace with God. Why? You're not an enemy against him no more when you accept Jesus Christ. You have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the, the anointed one. And through him also, we have our access, interest, our introduction by faith into this grace. It is a state of God's favor. See, through Jesus Christ, there's a state of God's favor that you can walk in daily. You are God's favorite child. Say that. Say, I'm God's favorite child. See, you, you were restored to sonship when you accepted Christ. And in that sonship is favor. You are favored by your father. Say that. I am. He's got enough favor. Don't, don't worry about it. See, if you were saying that on earth and you wouldn't say that, hey, hey, Jordan, you my favorite child. And I just told that to my son and I ain't tell that to my, no, all my children are my favorite. When they do good, when they do bad, they still my favorites. I love them. They, they still my babies. They still my children. They might be, he might be 16, they might be 28, the other might be 30, the other might be 34. Listen, they still my church. They still my church. I still love them. They still mine. They still got my favor. They still have my heart. And that's me to my children in the earth. How much more will my heavenly father love me? Huh? You've been restored to God's favor. 
uh, in which we firmly and safely stand. Where are you standing? See, the position of where you stand is important. You need to know who you are so you know where you're supposed to be standing. You need to know your identity so you know how to stand. And when something happens because you got yourself rooted and grounded in his love, you're rooted and grounded in his grace, you're rooted and grounded in his favor, you can stand knowing he loves me, he's there for me. If he saved me when I was his enemy, how much more now that I am his son? Glory to God. Let us rejoice and exalt in our hope of experiencing and enjoying the glory of God. See? God now wants you to be a reconciler. It's your task and our task as believers to bring the word and share the same love we now received. And to go out as ambassadors and reconcile others to God. That's part of your purpose in the earth. That's part of your purpose under the kingdom of God. That's why it's important for us to receive this grace that I'm talking about right now. That tranquil state of God's favor that he wants you to rest in. I said he wants you to rest in. That's part of that day. See, when I talk about this is the day God has made, that's the day I'm talking about. The day of salvation. The day that God's made for you and I. He wants you to rest in the things of Christ, where Christ has done everything for you. There are two days that God wanted you to rest in. He wanted Adam to rest when he created all things in the seventh day and he said, rest in that day. So when he gave you Jesus Christ and you accepted Jesus Christ, he says you will be restored to back before Adam ever fell in the garden. And the seventh day was the day where God says, I have performed everything under my hand and it was good. So you can rest in that day or you can rest in the day of Jesus Christ's salvation for you because both are the same where God's finished everything and gave you everything under the sun and told you to be fruitful, multiply and dominate. Both days came out of Christ, came out of God himself. And those are the days that God wants you to operate in. And they really are the same day. Jesus Christ came to hook you back to that day on the seventh day when God rested from the works of his hand. He wants you to walk in rest. Hebrews chapter four said that the Hebrews, the, the, the Jews couldn't walk in it because they didn't have belief. They had unbelief. So they couldn't enter into rest. He wasn't talking about rest from their works on the earth. Rest from the aspect that they didn't have to do anything. He had already provided it for them. Everything they needed. First Peter chapter one, he's giving you everything that pertains to life and godliness to live like him on the earth. But you got to receive that. So it goes on to say, I'll go back to verse two, that through him also we have access, interest, introduction by faith into this grace, this state of God's favor in which we stand. That's where God wants you to stand. And let us rejoice and exult in our hope of experiencing and enjoying the glories of God, the glory of God. He wants you to hope in him and experience the glory and the joy that comes from living under God through the grace afforded to you through Jesus Christ. God wants you to know that. There's a hope to, to man, expectation for what I receive because I'm a son. Listen, there's some expectation to that. Look, he says in verse uh, uh, 5, such hope never disappoints, deludes, or shames us. For God's love has been poured out in our hearts. 
through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is, I'm telling you, he's in you trying to show you how much God loves you. And he's telling you that every time, even when you make mistakes, he loves you. I'm here for you. Listen to me. That's not who you are. You're my child. Come back to me. I'm here for you. I'll show you how to win. I'll show you how to break this thing. I'll show you how to break this. God's talking to you. If you'll listen to him, sometimes we just don't get ourselves free from the clutter so we can hear from him. I mean, God was telling me that not too long ago. Get free from the clutter, son. I'm trying to talk to you. I got a word to share with you so that you can release it to my people. But you're cluttered. You sometimes got to get free. Listen, I'm in my word and sometimes I get cluttered. And I know there's some people that get cluttered also. And you got to break free from the clutter so you can hear from your father. So it says it doesn't, it doesn't, this, this uh, hope never disappoints us. It's been given to us through the Holy Spirit. While we were yet in weakness, powerless to help ourselves, in a fitting time, Christ died for the ungodly. While we were sinners. Now it's an extra, extraordinary thing for one to give his life for an upright man through perhaps a noble, lover, lovable, and generous benefactor someone might even dare to die. But God clearly shows you and proves his own love for you by the fact that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Christ died for you when you was a sinner. Therefore, therefore, since you now are no longer a sinner, that's what it means to be justified. It's as if you never sinned justified. He justified you. You don't justify you. Christ justified you. So therefore, since you are now no longer a sinner, you've been justified, acquitted, made righteous, and brought into a good and right relationship with God. How did you do that? Through Christ's blood. Did you do something to do that? Uh, With your perfect self? You did it. No, Christ's blood did it. No matter how bad you messed up and no matter how good you performed, it was Christ's blood that justified you. And therefore, since you are now justified, made righteous and brought into right relationship with God by Christ's blood, how much more? Say that with me. How much more? If I was a sinner and he died for me, if I was a sinner and he gave his life for me, if I was a sinner and he brought me victory, if I was a sinner and God gave me the blessing, how much more? more when I accept him and become a son, huh? How much more is it certain that we shall be saved by him from the indignation and wrath of God? For if while I was his enemy, if we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, then it is much more certain that we are now reconciled, that we shall be saved, daily delivered from sin. There you go. Daily delivered from sin's dominion. And if there is no more dominion of sin in your life, then there is victory, the blessing, the anointing, the grace, the goodness, the favor, the prosperity, the wealth, the health, and the life afforded to you through Christ Jesus by that blood. <laughs> Glory to God. 
<laughs> I can shout hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you for reconciling me and bringing me back into harmony. Not only, but we also rejoice, verse 11, and exalting glory in God, in his love and perfection, in his love and perfection through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received and enjoy our reconciliation. There you have it right there. He has reconciled us back into his humble abode, back into the arms of our Father. We have been reconciled. How much more then are we going to walk in the blessing that if while we were sinners, Christ died for us, once we accept him, how much more are we going to see that grace operating? That's why Ephesians chapter 2 tells us that in the ages to come, he might show the seizing riches of his grace and kindness towards us through Jesus Christ. There you have it my friends. God's trying to show us how great this grace is to establish us, to walk as kings in the earth again. You have been restored. You have been redeemed. You have been reconciled back into harmony with your father. Glory to God. That's my teaching time for the day. If you're here under the sound of my voice and you never accepted Jesus Christ as your savior, let me calm down. Please pray this prayer. Say, dear Lord Jesus, come into my life. I recognize that I'm a sinner. As you come into my life, I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin. And on the third day, he rose again. If that's you and you prayed this prayer, Jesus Christ is now your father. You have now prayed the prayer of salvation and God's your new father. I want you to write me at Pastor Fred at madeachampion.com so that we can put resources into your hand to help you live this new life as a kingdom king on the earth, living out God's mandate to dominate and to decree his culture in this earth. Thank you for coming into the kingdom of God. There's blessings after blessings after blessings upon you. And those of you listening to this broadcast, there are blessings after blessings upon you today. Receive it in Jesus name. Glory to God. Hey, every Friday on the broadcast is Giving Friday. As you know me, I never tell a person what to give. That's between you and the Holy Spirit. But if you would like to give, you can do so a number of ways. And the first way to do so is through our giving app. You can do that by texting the dollar amount, as in $50 or $20 or $100. All right. Text that amount to G-I-V-E and the dollar amount to 979-243-2148. Text G-I-V-E and the dollar amount to 979-243-2148. When you do, the app is going to pop up and you can give by check or you can give by your credit card or debit card. The second way to do that is by our cash app and you can do so by doing dollar sign winners in life. That's W-I-N-N-E-R-S-I-N-L-I-F-E winners in life. And if you'd like to give the old-fashioned way through a chicken mail, you can do so. But please write Victorious Life Ministries on the check and give to the announcer's address coming here at the end of the broadcast. Last but not least, you can go to our website at www.winninginlife.madeachampion.com. Go to the top menu and select Give, and the giving app will pop up there. And you can enter your information there. Again, that's www.winninginlife.madeachampion.com. Listen, if you want to listen to this broadcast, you can do so in its entirety on Apple, Pandora, iHeartRadio, 
Spotify, and Amazon Music. Just search Winning in Life with Frederick Leah, and you'll see my beautiful face there. Please subscribe to that, and you'll be able to listen to our broadcast or go to www.winninginlife.madeachampion.com, and you'll see our broadcast. You can also give by going to the Give button on that site. I'm asking you to please subscribe to our broadcast on those podcast apps and share it out to someone else so that we can spread the gospel to the ends of this earth. We appreciate you and we thank you and we ask that you to please do that for us. Hey, as Oral Roberts said, something good is happening on your behalf. And as I say, I love you, God loves you, and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. See you next week. We hope that you enjoyed that message from Frederick. We are here to partner with you so that you can win in every area of life. If you would like to contact Frederick, you can do so via email at pastorfred at madeachampion.com or write us at Victorious Life Ministries, 4621 South Cooper Street, Suite 131, Box 611, Arlington, Texas, 76017. We love to hear from you. Thank you. And remember, you are a champion.